0: It's time for week nine. It's the week of Christmas. Let's look ahead at the fantasy basketball schedule. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I personally got a little ticked off about it because I know you're still him. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. One of those platforms is YouTube. Hit subscribe, hit notification bell, hit thumbs up. You know how we roll. And I started off this show by lying. I apologize to you guys. I said it's the week of Christmas. It isn't. Christmas Day is actually the first day of Week 9. What I meant to say, it is the week that Christmas impacts the NBA schedule because there are no games on Sunday due to Christmas Eve. So apologies for that um, miscommunication and uh, fake news. This is not the week of Christmas. It is the week of Christmas Eve, which is more important for us from a fantasy basketball point of view. So um, what we're doing here, we're doing Week 9. That's the preview. We thought we did some normal weeks back, and we did get an absolutely monster Week 8 happen. And now we're heading into another weird six-day week. Just a quick update. I know you guys will want to hear this. You're, you're, and some people have asked, hey, what moves do you make in industry pickup? You can check them all out at industrypickup.com. I added Jordan Poole. Someone dropped him. Noel Rubin dropped him on the Wave 1. All right, cool. I'm going to go and add him. I spent a decent chunk of fab on adding Jordan Poole. I actually don't remember who I dropped. I think it might have been Jalen Green. Anyway, I got went and added Jordan Poole. But because we've got a games cap in that league of 40 games and I was already pushing up against it because of how jam-packed Week 8 was, I'm not really sure about this. I'm just going to get Poole and hold him and see what happens here. So, of course, yesterday he goes absolutely bananas and puts up the sort of lines we thought would be commonplace as I left him on the bench. And I'm sure I won't get another game like that for another five weeks. So, sick sick move there. Thought I had a W in picking him up and then didn't play him and then uh, probably wasted the best game he's going to have all season. So, yeah, we all love those sort of um, annoyances. And I'm, I'm going to lose to Drew, Drew Dinkmeyer, I'm pretty sure, this week because... Not because, because he seems really good. But also, I had Nikola Jokic ejected in one game and Keontae George leave after two minutes. And when you got a games cap and two guys... Combined for less than a half of basketball, it does make it pretty tough. But it's all right. We'll take our first L, if that's what ends up happening. Let's look at the schedule. Week 9. Um, yeah, as I said, it is a shorter week. It is a busy week. It's not insanely busy, though. We've got 11 games on Monday. That is... Our cutoff is 9, with less as a streaming day, but 10 you can do sometimes. 11 sometimes, rarely, but sometimes. So we've got 11 on Monday. We've got 4 on Tuesday. We've got 10 on Wednesday. We've got eight on Thursday. We've got six on Friday, and then that gigantic twenty third of December game—a day with thirteen games—and of course Christmas Eve, zero games. So our week finishes yet again on Saturday for the third time in four weeks. That's like, that's also another like wow. I'm dishing about here. That's the second time in four weeks that it's finished on Saturday because it also finished on Friday on one of the weeks. There you go. I meant what I meant to say was three times in four weeks we've had no action on Sunday. Giggity. All right, that's how the schedule looks. So we can see that there are big volumes on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, a potential streamer Wednesday, maybe, Monday, unlikely, Saturday, absolutely no chance. So we move into one of those things that we are imminently familiar with in terms of the not high level, high volume game weeks. So who plays four games? There's actually, actually quite a few teams playing four games. For this week, and we'll go through We've got the Hawks, the Nets, the Bulls, the Cavs, Mavericks, Nuggets, Rockets, Pacers, Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Wolves, Kings, Raptors, and Jazz. That is a lot of teams playing four games considering how few, or considering we've got one day of the week where there are no games on. just going to count how many teams actually play those four games. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Exactly half of the league playing four games. So there you go. There's those teams playing four games for the week. We've got 14 teams that are playing three games for the week. Boston, Charlotte, Detroit, the Warriors, the Heat, the Bucks, the Pelicans, Knicks, Thunder, Magic, Sixers, Blazers, Spurs, and Wizards. But as usual, volume is important, but timing and volume is more important. And this week, it is one of the more highly illustrated examples of that, uh, I would say. Um, given the way that the schedule breaks down, it is more important in terms of back end of your roster. Weekly leagues, weekly leagues is different to daily. Weekly leagues, it's like just if your top guys play more games, that is uh, more important. Um, and then we make that your games played over when played advantage for the back end guys. For a daily changes league, yes, you want your top-end guys to play more games. But the back-end guys, you want them to play on the better days. So four games versus three games is not the question you should be asking. It's quality games. And this is a week where it is flipped on its head. So we've got all the three-game teams there. I'm going to talk about that, of course, in a second. There's only one team that plays two games this week. And that is the Phoenix Suns. But do not not get this twisted. Again, I say that now because I mainly want to bring this up. I said that in yesterday's show and talked about Keith Sweat. And the amount of people that made a comment about me talking about Keith Sweat, it was just a throwaway comment. I didn't think that that would be... I had two people invite me for like lifetime passes to the cookout because I mentioned Keith Sweat. I didn't realize that was such a big deal. Anyway, shout out to Keith Sweat. Um, the two games for Phoenix is not the two games that you think it is. It's not as bad as what it seems because both of those two games come on low-volume days. And that is a W. There are some teams that have zero low volume days. There are some teams that play four games that have one quality game. That is it. So when you, look at, you can look at this and go, well, you know, Bradley Beal is probably going to be out. We know this. So why would I rush to add Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon, who's also dealing with an issue himself, when they only play two games? Well, they play Sunday, and then they have two more quality games next week. So between Sunday and Friday, which is six days, they've got three quality games. One of the better schedules out there. So, again, it can look shit on the surface. You can see two games, and in a weekly league, that's not that important. But when you're talking about back-end players, getting someone in on the Sunday, and then on the Tuesday, and then on the Friday, three quality games across six days, not that many teams do that. So, the two-game week is not as bad as um, big-volume big game week would imply, I was going to, you know, I was going to, it didn't really make sense. I was going to call it like, you know, big farmer pulling the wool over your eyes or big TV or big toothpaste or one of those ones, you know, big, we can't show this dentist's face on TV energy. Um, Big week propaganda, big game week propaganda, guys, wouldn't tell you this story. That's where you hear it here Um, because we don't keep things a secret. We just uh, tell lies about when Christmas is. That is what we need to talk about in that part of the show. But this part of the show, I'm going to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. PricePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS as well. It's you against numbers. Instead of battling against thousands of other players, including the pros and the sharks with their spreadsheets and algorithms and nerd glasses and all that sort of stuff, it's just you against player projections. They chuck a projection up and you go, eh, more or less. Simple as that. Points or rebounds or assists or steals or blocks or threes or the combo ones across football and basketball. You know, points, uh, receptions and threes made like between two players. Like so many different options and you choose more or less. You do between two to six of those and you can win up to 25 times your money. And for those of you who aren't one of those spreadsheet nerds who doesn't have a calculator handy, if you put $10 in and you win up to 25 times your money back, that's 250 There you go. Two plus two is four. Or in this case... 10 times 25 is 250. Go to pricepix.com slash NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepix.com slash NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. I've had some some people who go, man, do the people who you know, do your ads ever like question the way that you read them or the crazy stuff that you say? No, they don't. But secondly, me doing like instead of just reading the copy straight off, me doing like saying crazy weird things. I feel actually makes them more memorable. I don't know, like yeah, who 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 remembers me talking about cheesies about eighteen months ago? Maybe you, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but anyway, I try to make every part of this show as entertaining as as possible. Shout out to the guy as well. The other, day, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going tangent here. The other guy the other day, who I posted an Instagram clip when I was talking to Dan, um, Dan Titus about Jordan Poole and baddies. He went, "Man, it's so good to see that you actually have a sense of humor and, and uh, can can tell a joke for once." It's like, bro, what show have you been watching? I we're all just taking the piss here. All right, quality games. Who's got them? Who doesn't? Let's take a look. There are eight teams who have two qualities for the week. That is the most. Nobody has three. So nobody plays. There are only three streaming days for the week. And that is Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Nobody plays that. It is Memphis, the Warriors, the Bucks, the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Kings. Not the Kings, that's the Spurs, sorry. The Spurs, the Wizards, and the Suns. They all have two quality games. And that's what I mentioned. The most quality games for the week is held by the team with the fewest games for the week, the Suns. They have two. These other teams, when we look at Memphis... Memphis has got um, three games for the week. That's right, right, isn't it? I'm just double-checking that. No, Memphis has got four games for the week, sorry. Um, and then you go down to every other team. Well, that's actually why. Memphis has got two, games, two quality games out of four. The Warriors, the Bucks, the Pelicans, Blazers, Spurs, and Wizards have only three games for the week, and the Suns have two. So, like I was talking about earlier, the quality game landscape for this week is dominated by the teams with fewer games. Every other out of the 15 teams that play four games, 14 of them have one quality game. So do not get super excited about looking at stream guys because they play four games. Because there is a gigantic chance, again, look at your own team and your own schedule, that you might use those guys once. Whereas if you avoid the three-game teams or the two-game teams, you might actually miss out on action. So again, really, really be cautious with that. This is the week where everything is flipped over. And it is the the teams with fewer games that have more quality games. Weird, I know. And then you have the Hornets and the Knicks who don't have a single quality game. Now they're both three game teams and they don't play at all outside of the higher volume days. So Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, they both play. So if you've got a fringe Nick, and you might even want to include Isaiah Hartenstein there, I wouldn't, but he's more because he's got that long term value. But if you've got a DiVincenzo or a Josh Hart or a Grimes or a Barrett, you might not use them at all this week, and that's wasting a roster spot. And the Hornets, like Nick Richards, if Mark Williams, and again on that absolutely idiotic team, they've listed Mark Williams doubtful again, this is what they do. So Mark Williams being doubtful does not mean a 25% chance of playing. It means he could be out four weeks, could be out a week. We don't know because they lie about this shit every time. So we're just, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Mark Williams doesn't play next week, but I don't know. Meaning that Nick Richards, even though there's zero quality games, he would be usable but if you're t- trying to look at, well, maybe I stream in a JT Thor or in deep leagues, I look at a Nate Mensa, yeah, then the, the value there is not as high because they don't play on the low volume days. Again, sometimes that concept can be a little bit difficult for people to get their head around. So if you look at the stream zone, it's there's no real stream plan. We've only got three stream days out of six. It's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. No one plays all of those days. There's no set plan. Most of the time you'll have four ads for the week and you can just go, oh, I'll add someone Tuesday. I'll go Thursday. I'll go Friday. Ideally, you probably want to go the Tuesday, Thursday combination back to back and save up some ads in case someone makes a drop of someone. Like the guys that I saw drop last week included Jalen Green by me, uh, Jordan Poole uh, and Yekara The other guys we go, huh, I might actually just take a stash of this guy and see what happens. And the Akongwu one and the Poole one, they paid off basically immediately. We'll see whether that lasts long term, but they've paid off. So when you're looking to, in a week like this, where there are fewer stream days on, holding some waiver ads towards the end of the week to add, oh my God, something crazy happened in Cleveland with two starters going down with injury. I must add Karis Levert, but I don't have waiver ads left because I tried to stream aggressively every day to begin the week. Holding that for the week, holding that ad is important. And you've got the ability to do it with only three stream days anyway, but just trying to maximize games while minimizing ads is important. We'll talk about which teams play the Tuesday-Thursday combo later in the show. So you can use this week to try and max out your games and to get some stashes when people make silly short-term decisions, which often, often happens. Might not happen in your league because your league's the best, not a taco league. You've got the actually the most competitive league in the world. I've heard it's super competitive. One of the most hyper-competitive leagues ever. Much like mine, all of mine are the most competitive ever. In fact, I don't even know which one's more competitive. Of course, I'm taking the piss here. Again, just... When someone puts a trade up or asks a waiver question, you don't need to respond with taco. Not everyone has been playing fantasy as long or knows as much about it. I would think that the majority of people want this hobby to grow and become bigger and become huge and become more important and more integrated into everything. So tearing people down for being, oh, hey, you're dumb and shit. I don't, think it's, I don't think there's any benefit to that. What's the point of telling someone? Now, the only time I'll ever say this when someone says, well, I'm actually in a dynasty league and I just added a man, so I go, bro, that is not a dynasty league because that is just not what a dynasty league is. And I will definitely correct them to try and improve that product. But just telling them, mate, you're leash shit, your shit, you don't know what you're doing. That doesn't help anybody, right? People learn from listening to the show, interacting with you, listeners in the chat, in the comments, with me on Twitter, whatever. I think we just need to be um, not necessarily bringing people up all the time, but just trying to get people more involved, more interested, more longer-term attention into the, into the, into the hobby. I was going to say sport, but I'm sitting in a chair not doing anything athletic. Let's talk schedule quirks for the week. Christmas Eve is on Sunday, so no games on. But there are four teams that do not play Saturday as well, which is interesting because there are 13 games on on Saturday. So remembering this, again, is worth, worth looking at because the extra game that teams play on that Saturday, especially for back-end guys, there's 13 games and You're probably not going to use them. So we've already talked about Phoenix, but the Wizards, the Sixers, and the Heat don't play on Saturday. So if you were looking to make moves to maybe get somebody in for Monday for Christmas Day, then if you wanted to drop these guys after Friday, then you can do that. They're the teams that you look to maybe... So if you've added an Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen, because the Suns have that weird two-quality game week, then you can drop them after Friday to get somebody in for Monday's Christmas Day action. Again, not knowing the Beal status. You know what? To be honest, I have not even looked at who plays on Christmas. I don't actually care about like, oh, who's got the Christmas Day game? I cannot remember at all. It's probably Phoenix. It is Phoenix. So you could actually even hold like a Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon in that scenario. Um, Miami also plays on that day and Philadelphia plays on that day as well. Shockingly, Washington doesn't, but these teams, Phoenix, Philadelphia, and Miami, they don't play Saturday where you don't need that streaming spot anyway and then they all play again on Monday. So there is some interest or use in being able to um, pay attention to that and use it to your advantage, I hope. Um, today's episode is, all right, this one is better because today's episode is brought to you by Fanjul Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, Fanjul, they've got all these offers to keep you feeling hot. Now, I don't know you need Fanjul to keep you hot because you're already hot. We all know this. But Fangio can make you extra hot with all of these super offers. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining Fangio, there's never been a better time. And when you've got those bonus bets set up there, you can have a look at all the offers they've got. Parlays, of course, money lines, spreads, totals, futures, player props. It's all available over on Fangil. So go ahead and go to fangil.com/ slash on. You can go and check out who do you think is going to win the NBA title. What about MVP? Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Shea, Halliburton, Luka? Who do you think is going to win it? You can have a look at all the future's odds over there. So go to Fangil.com/ slash on and check out all of the action at Fangil Fangil is also an official partner of the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. All right, that'll bring us in now to just look at how things pan out in terms of the three games in four nights type scenarios. Boston and Houston begin this week with a three game in four night on Sunday. So when you're looking to start things off on Sunday for this week or to end week eight, just remember that Boston and Houston have that nice little start to the week. In terms of Monday through Thursday, remember Monday is a partially streamable day with 10 games on. Was it? No, it's 11 Monday. It's 10 on Wednesday. So we look at the the way that that can all play out. So it depends also always on your individual situation in terms of when can you stream with 10 games on? Can you stream with 11 games on? That's, what did I say? Anyway, let me get it straight. 11 games on Monday, 10 on Wednesday. So Monday, not really streamable. Wednesday, sort of streamable. That's better. So Monday through Thursday, who's got the three and four? It's Chicago, Cleveland, Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Wolves, and Jazz. That can lead to extra load on these guys as well. So leads to poorer performances end of the week when you've got a team like the Jazz and Larry Markin coming off a hamstring injury. Maybe there's some sitting there. LeBron and AD with three games in four nights is never great. Jar Morant's going to return here, but what's his conditioning going to be like? Can he do three and four? Does Marcus Smart play three and four? So opportunities can open up at different scenarios there. And then to end the week, there are a million teams with a Wednesday, Saturday, three and four. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Indiana, The Clippers, the Lakers, the Wolves, the Magic, the Kings, the Raptors, and the Jazz have three games in four nights across the final four nights of the week. Four games in six nights, Houston-Washington start the week with a Sunday-Monday back-to-back and they play four in six Sunday through Friday. So a little bit of a boost from those guys. And then, of course, every team that plays four games, all 15 of them, play four games in six nights Monday through Saturday because that is when our week ends in this weird week. There's only one team that's got a five in seven, and that is the Rockets. They play Sunday, and then they play four games between Monday and Saturday. That is a very busy schedule. So while that sounds great for Tari Eason, he's been listed questionable quite a bit with leg soreness. So with five games in seven nights coming up, don't be shocked if he sits one of them. Whether that turns his four-game week in week nine into a three-game week, or he sits on Sunday, I don't know. But just be aware of that. That is the only team who's got that jam-packed of a schedule, is the Houston Rockets with five in seven. In terms of back-to-backs, as I mentioned, if you are streaming to win on Sunday, We can look at Houston and Washington with the Sunday-Monday back-to-back. Monday with 11 games on, it is a harder stream scenario. Monday-Tuesday is the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja Morant will return in in the game on Tuesday there. And Marcus Smart might be coming back as well. So their whole rotation is going to be turned on its head. The one we really want to watch is Sunday-Tuesday because they're definitely both streamable days. So we go Boston, the Warriors, the Bucks, Pelicans, Suns, Blazers, Spurs. And that's where Phoenix comes into play because not only do they only have two games in week nine, but they're both qualities, they've got a Sunday one as well. So you can add a Sunday, Guy on Sunday and get the three quality games in six nights scenario. And not every team has that. So there's a little bit of an advantage there for them and those seven teams to start the week with that Sunday Tuesday pseudo back to back. Tuesday, Wednesday, it is Boston, so Horford's gonna sit. Porzingis might sit. You've got eleven or so ten games on Wednesday, so Sam and Sammy Hauser would you even start him? Yeah, dunno. Would you start Lamar Stevens? Almost definitely not, but that is worth mentioning. Wednesday, Thursday, we've got seven teams with a back-to-back, Cleveland, Chicago, Indiana, Clippers, Lakers, Wolves, and Magic. And then Tuesday, Thursday is where the real quality game stuff kicks in. Memphis, Milwaukee, the Pelicans, the Blazers, and the Spurs. They have the Tuesday-Thursday pseudo back-to-back combination. So when we're looking, maybe if we want to conserve some of our ads, we could look at one of those five teams. Teams get the Tuesday-Thursday, drop them, get someone else in on Friday, and then use our other ads for stashes if need be. So Memphis, Milwaukee, the Pelicans, the Blazers, and the Spurs um, on that Tuesday-Thursday combination. For Thursday-Friday, this is the only quality game actual back-to-back, and it is Washington. So Jordan Poole, Denny Avdia, Tyus Jones, um, Bilal Kulabi, who just needs to be rostered everywhere at this point. A really nice little Thursday, Friday back to back, and they had that four in six starting on Sunday, too. And then Friday, Saturday, we're not really streaming Saturday, but Atlanta, Brooklyn, Dallas, Denver, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Kings, and the Raptors all play the Friday Saturday combination. If you're in weekly leagues, these are some guys that are available that you can add that I think might be startable. Patrick Williams has four games for the week. Is he good? No. Is he interesting? Not really, but the four games as a starter is useful. Karis Levert just needs to be added everywhere, and the four games makes us a double bonus. Jaden McDaniels, while I don't think he's a must-roster player, the four-game week does make him a must-roster for at least this week in weekly leagues. Dante Exum has four games. I don't know whether Kyrie will play but I do know that Josh Green will be out. So that helps Exum there. Nick Richards with three. We just don't know with Mark Williams. So I'm just going to assume that Williams is out for at least some of those games, meaning Richards has some value there. And then Hartenstein has the three games too. Norman Powell with four for the Clippers is also interesting, especially if they continue to lie about Paul George's groin injury. And then what we look at, there's only one team with two games on, but are there any one that we players that we start? Well, yeah, there is. There's Devin Booker and there's Kevin Durant because they're also really good. But with only 15 teams playing four games, unlike last week where it was 24, the two-game week is not as detrimental as it would be in, say, week eight. So those two games for Durant and Booker are totally okay. I don't expect Beal to play next week, but with Booker and Durant, um, we do start them. And then if you're in a 14-team weekly league, Yusuf Nurkic, he could push into a 12-team start depending on how many injuries you've got. But in a 14-teamer, I do think that he is startable in that scenario. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget, if you are here on the old YouTube, you know what to do. You give me a Christmas present by subscribing, hitting the thumbs up and leaving a comment down below. If you're listening on audio, come across to YouTube. Give it a watch. If you're watching on YouTube, go download the audio as well. We want you all to be double bangers. Double bangers. That's what you guys are. Hit it on both platforms. That is a great way of helping me out. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Say, yeah.